Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, today, Amazon Amazon made a major acquisition. Uh, Amazon just bought MGM Studios for about $8.5 billion. Uh, that's a big deal. And uh, what I'm going to do is um, I'm not just going to give you the, the information behind Amazon's extraordinary move uh, to buy MGM. I'm actually going to do something that you're not going to find anywhere else on the Internet, which is I'm going to give you a black perspective on this. I'm going to explain to you what I love and what I hate about the acquisition uh, in a way that reflects uh, how a black man would look at this issue, because I've been a black man my whole life. I'm not a finance professor who happens to be black. I'm a black man who happens to be a finance professor. So uh, get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt, uh, hit, th hit the thumbs up button. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm your friendly neighborhood finance professor. And uh, we talk about wealth every single day, several times a day, uh, but we do it from a black perspective. Our number one objective is to build wealth in the black community and to put our community first. We solve our problems because we don't believe anybody else is going to do it for us. We have to empower ourselves. If you agree with that philosophy, put a hashtag B and the number one in the chat. Hashtag B1 means that we are black first. It also means that we must be one in order to be successful. So uh, good morning to Gwendolyn and Trenisha and Duran Topping and Crypto Fox and uh, and, uh, and and Gwendolyn. And I already said Gwendolyn. I'm sorry, Gwendolyn. See, you got two shout outs. Uh, I see Kevin and Julie and uh, a lot of other people. Okay, so Julie's mentioning the nooses uh, that were found around Amazon's warehouse. Well, I'm gonna just tell you the truth. Uh, you're probably gonna get mad at me for saying this, Julie, but uh, if somebody hangs a noose around it and, it's, and I just see it, it's not gonna scare me. It's not gonna trigger me. It's not gonna keep me from doing what I gotta do. Uh, I, it's, it's mental manipulation. I believe they do these things to distract you from the things you need to pay attention to. But there's a noose or a noose by itself with no neck in it. There's not a neck in it. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't uh, have an issue with it, but uh, I don't see white folks running around getting triggered by things black people are saying about them. So I don't spend my time getting triggered by what they're doing. I, I spend my time building and making sure my babies are ready to go out here and compete and not just sit around and scream and holler every time somebody calls them a name or tells them that you're not pretty and we don't love you. and We don't think black lives matter. And, well, I know I know my life matters, so I don't need you to tell me that. So just so you know, no disrespect, but I'm going to tell you, that's where we come from. We play offense. We don't play defense because if you're always on defense, you can't score points. So unless you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in which case you can score points. All right. So with that being said, um, hit that thumbs up button. Please hit that thumbs up, share, subscribe button. I'm going to break down for you what is going on right now and what was literally leading the headlines in the media. It had to do with this big acquisition being made by Amazon. Amazon Amazon just bought MGM. Uh, give me a yes or no in the chat if you were aware that Amazon is now the proud owner of MGM Studios. Give me a yes or no. Uh, let me know if you if you're aware of this. It is literally the lead story in all the all the publications, CNBC, Wall Street Journal, everything else. There's plenty of information out there. I'll give you the basic facts, but then I'm going to give you something that I know no one else is going to give you, which is I'm going to give you a black perspective on this and the way I would the way I choose to see this as a black man who's not 100% capitalist. I'm not 100% capitalist. I'm not a Marxist, Marxist, and all that other stuff. I'm not into. I'm not trying to be um, you know a, a white communist in blackface or a white Democrat in blackface or a white Republican in blackface. I just want to be a black man, which means understanding the nuances of all the different ideologies so that we can form something that's going to work for us. So uh, here's the deal. 
with the Amazon acquisition of MGM. Amazon is buying MGM Studios for $8.45 billion. It's the second biggest acquisition since they bought Whole Foods in 2017. Why is Amazon buying uh, MGM? Uh, well, because MGM has a massive catalog of 4,000 films and 17,000 TV shows. And quote, unquote, according to one of the experts, it says uh, the real value behind this deal is the treasure trove of IP intellectual property and the deep catalog that we plan to reimagine and develop together with MGM's talented team, said Mike Hopkins, Senior Vice President of Prime Video and Amazon Studios. It's very exciting and provides so many opportunities for high quality storytelling. So here's what Amazon is trying to do, which makes perfect sense uh, from a certain standpoint. Amazon wants to compete. Basically, Amazon sees all the homies in the neighborhood building up big arsenals of content. They see, they saw a discovery merge. Um, uh, who else did the discovery merge with? Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember right now. Uh, but the, but discovery had a big merger and they pulled together all their content. I wish I had the name in front of me. I'm so sorry I don't have it in front of me. They they see um, what Disney's doing. They see Disney is growing by leaps and bounds uh, by merging their Star Wars content with the Disney stuff and acquiring some other stuff. Uh, they see even Netflix making some moves, right? And and uh, and so effectively, Amazon says, hey, we got to compete too. So they go and they acquire MGM for $8.45 billion in order to get access to all their content so they can then compete. Thank you. Uh, Warner, Warner, thank you, uh, Kimberly. I, I don't know why the word did not uh, fit into my brain. Now, so so those are the details of, of the merger. Uh, Amazon's going to be bigger and stronger and better. I'm a member of Amazon Prime, uh, you know, so I, I respect it. Good, cool. I got more cool things to watch when I turn on my Amazon Prime. But that's not why I'm talking about this acquisition with you. Now, of course, you know, every week when we're in, in class, um, you know, we, we go through stuff like that and the details and the nuts and bolts of it. But I want to talk about it from a black perspective. Um, you know, here's the deal. When you talk about these acquisitions, first of all, uh, one of the reasons why you should be really, really um, politically pushing for your reparations is because these are what I would call white people deals. Uh, these are white people deals because white people are typically the only ones that have access to that level of capital necessary to make an acquisition like that. You know, I don't know how many of you give me a yes or no. If you know a single black person anywhere who can go raise $8.45 billion and go buy a company and then make it a black run, black owned company. Uh, may maybe Oprah could pull it off, but I don't even think Oprah could pull it off. I think Oprah would need some big partners to pull this off. Um, and, uh, and so, so the, the, the reality is that these big boy deals, these gigantic, massive elephant size, you know, $8 billion, $10 billion acquisitions can only be done typically if you have access to capital, if you have access to banks. Um, black businesses can't really do that. You know, black black folks I know, you know, it's a big deal to acquire something for a hundred grand or two hundred grand or 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 a million. My God, that's a that's a massive deal, you know, for the B1 community anyway. And uh and I think that's unfair. You know, I think that for example, when Tariq Nasheed makes uh the next buck breaking installment, which is his excellent film, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard great things. Um I'd like for Tariq to be able to go out and acquire, you know, get five, ten million dollars to really make the movie that he wants to make instead of making the movie that he has to make based on the capital that he's able to get access to from his own bank account. Um, I personally think that this is one of those things that you should notice because this is a reflection of the fact that white people control the capital, they have access to the capital, and that is the power base in America. That's what matters. 
Uh, they give you crumbs. They they talk to you about you know things like Black Lives Matter and yeah, I know Black Lives Matter. I don't I don't need all that. Give me the money. Well, well, we we want to pass a you know a civil rights bill for you. Well, yeah, that's nice, but I'd rather have the money. I'd rather have silver rights. I, I don't want civil rights. I want silver rights. Give me the money first, and then let's talk about all this other crap, right? Uh, when Ice Cube was talking to Joe Biden about the money, Joe Biden was like, "Well, I'll, I'll meet with you after the election." Um, you know, and 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 he didn't meet with uh, Ice Cube after the election. He told a flat out lie. That's what they do. They lie to you and they play you to get you to not focus on the real wealth and the real power. So when you read books like Powernomics, which I really want you guys to read, um, you know, at my wedding, I got married this week. You guys know about that. I told you guys about that because I believe black love and, and family is one of the critical institution building mechanisms that help us to develop the power that we want to have. Uh, power in, in, this, in this world is typically contained by families and institutions and organizations and corporations. So um, now anyway, at the wedding, I gave everybody a copy of Powernomics. I said, I, don't give me any gifts. I want you to take this gift home with you. And I want you to make sure your kids read this damn book because you have to understand where the power is and stop playing around with this silly stuff. All these other distractions that are out here. Okay. So give me a yes or no in the chat. If you get what I'm saying about that. Okay. So I'm going to make that point. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Um, The other piece is that this acquisition, this idea that Amazon has to compete with it you know, by acquiring MGM, that we must acquire MGM because we got to compete with Disney. We got to compete with Netflix. We got to compete with Paramount Plus. We got to compete with, with Warner and Discovery. Um, that's an interesting concept. Let me tell you why it's interesting. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Give me a yes or no. Uh, Amazon's worth, uh, Amazon has a, a market cap of about $1.7 trillion. Uh, do you believe that Amazon is a competitive company? Give me a yes or no. Do you consider Amazon to be competitive? already? Like, do you think Amazon's pretty competitive in the world? Or you think they're kind of slacking, like, you know, kind of falling off kind of weak? Or, or do you think that they're pretty strong? Give me give me a yes. So do you think Amazon's competitive already? What do you think? Um, Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazon, it, Amazon's pretty competitive. Amazon is already killing it. Amazon is pulling in quarters. I don't know what their best quarter is. I know Apple just made a hundred billion dollars in a quarter. I think Amazon's pretty close to that. So Amazon's already competing pretty good. You're already doing pretty well. Um, and, and one thing about capitalism that you got to be real careful about is that capitalism is not a healthy mindset. It's not healthy to be a pure capitalist. Capitalism is a destructive energy. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because uh, when I would teach capitalism, but to my students, when I taught at Syracuse University, I was on the faculty for 13 years. I hated starting off the class by teaching capitalist concepts. For example, that the, the job of the company's managers is to maximize shareholder wealth. And that's all that matters. You know, Forget the suppliers, forget the environment, forget the customer, forget the workers. It's all about maximizing shareholder wealth. I said, God, that's some... That's some, that's that makes you a really selfish son of a bitch. If that's all that matters to you is maximizing wealth of the people at the top. Well, um, you know that, that one other aspect of capitalist greed that bothers me is this idea that you must always grow. That if you don't grow, you're losing, right? So that means if you made a billion dollars and next and next year you don't make one point one billion dollars, then you have failed and we will fire you. That's a very gluttonous unhealthy mindset. A person or a team that feels that they must acquire everything, eventually you run out of everything. It's like a fat kid who, who's never who's never full, who never says, I've eaten enough, I'm good. He's going to keep eating. He takes food off your plate, food off somebody else's plate. He punches a guy out and takes his food and runs it, uh, runs a little girl over on his bike so he can take her food. You know, that, who wants to be, who wants to have a, you can't build a community with a person like that. Right? That that person is not a, um, is not a, uh, a community builder. They are a gangster. 
right? And so one of the reasons why I, I run away, I back away from terms like black capitalist, uh, and I'm not criticizing those who use those terms. Uh, I just encourage you to consider this because I had a conversation with Mike Roberts, who's a billionaire in St. Louis, who I love and respect a lot. And he did so, he did some summits on black capitalism. And, he, you know, he talked to me about participating. I kind of said, ah, I don't know how I feel about the idea of black capitalism because I don't want to be a capitalist. I just want to be economically strong. Um, I want to have a black wealth. I want I want the I want our community to be strong financially. But we can be strong financially without being pure capitalists. You follow what I'm saying? Uh, so so this idea, another problem with capitalism and, and capitalist thinking is that this idea that you must be number one. Like if we're number three, then we're losing. We got to be number one. We got to be number one. Oh, oh, Disney's making more money. This we must make as much money as Disney. Ah! Right. Please let that go. Please let that go. Um, I think one of the best things you can do for yourself spiritually when it comes to this wealth building journey, because look, I'm telling you, if you make this money and your spirit ain't right, you won't be happy. I guarantee it. You'll always feel lacking. You'll always have a deficit mindset. You'll be like you'll be like the same Europeans who came over to Africa and felt like they had to take everything. They couldn't take a little bit, take what they need and leave the rest. They had to come take everything. Then they came to America. The Native Americans, they would hunt buffalo because they needed buffalo. They would hunt just enough to keep themselves uh, fed and clothed and then let the rest them run free. The Europeans come in, they're like, we're going to shoot buffalo for sport. We want to kill them all. Oh, there's a there's one more. Go get them. Go get them, bub. They, that unhealthy mindset is destructive. It destroys everything. It destroys the environment. It destroys families. It destroys communities. It creates chaos. Learning to, the, to use the word enough is so important for your spirit. I kid you not. I'm not telling you who to be or how to be. I can just tell you, you know, um, I, I may I do okay. I make money. I got investments. I've I built wealth for my family. I'm very proud of that. But I see money all the time. I see other people doing things to make money. And there's a part of me that says, oh, I could do that and make more money. Oh, I could do that. Oh, he's doing that better than me. Oh, they're making more money than us. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. That that's not healthy. Like you've got enough. You've got enough. Let somebody else eat. Let everybody eat so you can have a strong community, right? And, and I encourage you. To remember that when you start getting into this competition, I get it to a point competition is healthy in the sense that it, it drives innovation and it pushes you to go further and farther and, and, and to you know, set a new standard. But but competition can also eat away at your soul. So uh, I'm not a fan of this idea that Amazon had to acquire MGM so they, they could compete. Amazon was already competing pretty well, but unfortunately, the way capitalist systems are designed and the Chinese government has scrutinized this extensively. That's why they're, they're that's why Chinese are building the most powerful economy on the planet is because they hate Western ideologies. They say Westerners are um, uh, are the three things Westerners do that the Chinese have criticized, which I agree with 100 percent, which is why I, this is what when I'm writing, I'm writing a new book right now. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. And I actually like the Chinese ideology is a little bit better than American ideologies. And it shows itself in the fact that China is building an economy that's going to dwarf the United States in just a few years. They're going to kick the United States in its butt because they've learned a few key things that we have not learned. One, they've learned that the group is more important than the individual that run around like, look at me, look at me. I'm doing it all by myself. I'm a strong black man who don't need no woman. I'm a strong black woman who don't need no man, whatever. All that nonsense is not how you win. You win with a team. You win with a group. Put your feelings to the side because the group matters more than you do. Um, the other piece that they mentioned is that Western societies can't get anything done because they're always fighting. Right. So we call it democracy. Like everybody can have a voice. Everybody can do whatever they want. Um, they look at it like, well, how the hell are y'all going to get anything done if the Democrats and Republicans are fighting so much that your whole country is crumbling around you? 
And you can't even come to a consensus because everybody feels like their opinion is more relevant than somebody else's. So the Chinese, again, while they're very authoritarian, probably a little bit too much so in my view, they have one thing they have right is they're like, no, we, we don't have no disputes up in here. We're like a we're like a family where where the, the mama or the daddy or both you know, decide which way the car is going to go. And whoever's driving the car is going to drive the car and you can complain about it, but we're all going in the same direction. There is no, we're not driving the car off the road because everybody's trying to grab the steering wheel. The third component that the Chinese mentioned, I want you to process this. And again, I'm going to write more. I'm going to write, I'm going to dig into this really extensively in that book. Um, I'll let you guys know when it's ready is, um, is, is what, what is called myopia. Myopia is short sightedness. They, they said in Western societies and westernized capitalism, the short sightedness causes you to miss the bigger picture. You miss the, the value of a long term investment. So so you will fire a CEO who could have made you a ton of money over the next 20 years. You will fire him because he had a bad quarter or a bad year. Right. Or politicians aren't thinking about what America is going to look like 50 years from now. They're thinking about how they can get elected in the year 2024. Right. And, and so basically those three ideas, I agree with that 100 percent. And I think that this this capitalism thing, it, 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 it's, it's the exact opposite of that. It's the exact opposite of what you do if you want to build real wealth and power. Wealth and power is typically built through a group oriented um, long term perspective where the uh, where the interests of the group are exceed the interests of the individual. And there is some sort of consensus where the group can work together for a common goal. That's how you build power. It's like a football team. A football team can't win a championship if every player is only thinking about their own stats. If players are fighting and arguing uh, oh, you know, about who's going to get the ball the most. No, you, you don't win that way, right? So you have to have some sort of authority space where you can move forward as a collective. So, so with that said, um, I think that this uh, acquisition with with MGM, uh, you know, it's it's fine. I, you know, whatever Amazon's going to do, what they're going to do. They're probably going to get some scrutiny from regulators because this is yet another example of Amazon's massive power. Jeff Bezos has become a poster child for economic inequality in America, which is pretty rampant. Uh, the last piece on this MGM thing, I'm actually, as I mentioned this, do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button right now. If everybody could, right now, real quick for one second, please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button, and also I wanted to mention to you guys in the Black Business School. We have a, a crypto investing masterclass coming up that I'm going to teach myself. I'm bringing in some crypto experts and we're going to basically spend six weeks going through everything about crypto investing that you'd want to know to be good at it. So if you're interested, uh, you can feel free to go to CryptoInvestingMasterclass.com. For the next 48 hours, it's 48% off. So feel free to go there. The URL should work. If it doesn't work now, uh, just go to the BlackBusinessSchool.com and talk to one of the specialists and they can get you enrolled in the class if that's of interest to you. Uh, now, with that said, the last piece I want to mention to you about this acquisition between Amazon and MGM is that um, MGM and Warner are two major studios that have been involved in acquisitions in the last week. Um, from a black perspective, what's interesting to me about MGM and uh, Warner both being involved in these acquisitions and being these major media companies is that I remember studying the origins of these Hollywood media companies as I was, as I've thought extensively about building a black better. You know, building a better black Hollywood, right? Like getting together with grassroots black folks, B1 folks, and making multi-million dollar movies, things like that. We've got some big plans in store, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep you guys apprised of that as it happens. But, uh, but you know, I read this book called How the Jews Invented Hollywood. And, uh, and it's a really fascinating book. This is not an anti-Semitic statement on any level. This is actually a statement out of respect. I think you should study the origins of MGM and Warner Brothers and, and a lot of these other companies, Universal, 
and how basically they came out of a community that was oppressed in a way that's similar, not the exact same, but similar to yours. Uh, a, a lot of people didn't want their kids to go to school with, with, with Jewish kids, so they built their own schools, which is what I told you guys to do a thousand times. That's what we need to do. Stop complaining about what they're doing with your kids in school. Stop giving them your kids. You know, educate them yourself. You got the whole internet right here. You got people like me available. Why Why do you even need that, that lady from the suburbs to educate your kids which, so she can mess their brain up? What are you talking about? They're molesting your children's brain. Like I think we should get our kids out of those schools. Uh, they, they, a lot of people didn't want to hire Jewish people, so they built their own businesses. Uh, a lot of country clubs didn't want to let Jewish people in, so they built their own country clubs. So and, and so Hollywood building Hollywood was a massive power play from the uh, the Eastern uh, European Jews to uh, to basically acquire power and independence in a world that didn't really want them. Even other Jewish people didn't like Eastern European Jews. They were kind of like the lower class of the Jewish community, and so they built. Warner Brothers, they built MGM, they built Universal, they built the William Morris Agency, and, and and many of your favorite black celebrities that you love so much, the ones you you look up to as your so-called heroes, they bow to these institutions. They bow to the William Morris Agency. They bow to MGM. They bow to Warner Brothers. They bow to Universal, right? So all these people that got your favorite, most powerful, allegedly most powerful black celebrities bowing to them, like Nick Cannon was bowing to to that community when 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 that whole thing happened with Professor Griff, right? So so what you want to pay attention to is that this is how you build power. This is this is what it is, man. If you can't build, then you will never have power in this in this world and in this country. Uh, so, so don't take the easy route. Uh, take take the difficult route, and then your children will benefit from the fact that you made that sacrifice. So, um, that's my those are my thoughts on the um, Amazon MGM acquisition. Uh, again, my goal is not to talk about it in terms of saying like, oh, I think it's a good acquisition or bad acquisition. I wasn't here to really talk about it from a stock price uh, standpoint. You got plenty of analysis out there that'll break that down. I wanted to talk about it from a black perspective, which I don't think anybody else online would be doing or able able to even break it down in that way or to see to see these things that we're seeing right now. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, in, in our community, we can do these things too. But I want you to focus when they come to you and the politicians are talking to you about getting your vote and they start talking to you about police shootings and, and somebody calling you the N-word or somebody hanging a noose up uh, you know, in a neighborhood. I want you to say, yeah, yeah, I want you to deal with all that. But first, I need you to give me the money. I need you to give us. We, you owe us $15 trillion. That's the number to keep in mind. That's about $15 trillion that they owe us for reparations. And I want you to say, pay us the reparations first, and then we can talk about the other stuff. I want you to do I want you to do them what Joe Biden did to Ice Cube and his crew. Joe Biden, when, when Ice Cube came and said, hey, black people need something for their vote, uh, Joe Biden said, okay, yeah, 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 but vote first, and then we'll meet after the election. Well, guess what? Biden never followed through because he, he was lying. We knew he was lying at the time. I talked to Ice Cube. We knew he was lying, right? And, and, and so, so, so I want you to do the same thing to them when they come and say, "We need your vote." Black Lives Matter. We need your vote. The Republicans are going to kill you. We need your vote. Uh, they hung a noose up in the neighborhood. You, we need your vote. Uh, somebody used the N word. We need your vote. Y'all want you to say, "Yeah, yeah, okay, I get that, right?" So we're going to deal with all of that. But first, I need you to pay. Uh, I need you to cut the check first, and after you cut the check. Then we'll then I'll go vote for you. Then we'll go deal with all those other issues. But cut the check first. That's the key idea, because acquisitions like this, big money moves like this, grown up economic moves can only be made by communities that have access to capital. So if you want to talk about the number one thing that will move black people forward, the thing, the one thing, it will be access to capital. That would allow black businesses to grow. In fact, let me just prove this to you right quick. Let me ask you a question. Give me a yes or no. How many of you, if you let's say tomorrow you could go borrow half a million dollars? At, you know, at 2% interest, 
How many of you could find something to do with that half a million dollars that would improve the economic situation of your family? Give me a yes or no. How many of you, if you could tomorrow not not get a grant, not get not get you know somebody just to give you the money? Let's say it's just a loan, right? Let's say that you know it's a bank loan. Uh, how many of you could do something productive economically? I mean, you've been listening to me. You've been coming to this uh, podcast for a long time. Some of y'all are in my class. How many of you? Give me a yes or no. If you had half a million dollars in capital tomorrow could find something to do with that capital that would get you going. Maybe it could get your business off the ground when you're making more money. Maybe you could buy that first home, right? Where now you've got access to capital gains. Maybe uh, you could buy some old shares, some shares of stock that would allow you to uh, to benefit from maybe selling stock options or, or hold on to the capital gains of the stock, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if you talk about what would make your life better, it's access to capital. That's what you need. That's the thing you need. Everything else is important. Sure. All those other things matter, but this matters the most. So that's what I want you to focus on. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what's on my mind this morning. I got to run me and my baby about to go uh, out and do some stuff, but uh, I want you to hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. And again, uh, the crypto investing masterclass starts June 8th. We've got some experts coming in that are really good. They've already created a massive, a a beautiful curriculum on crypto investing that you're going to love. And our goal is to make sure that you are a super well-informed crypto investor. So uh, if you join us, bring your family, bring your kids, uh, get everybody involved because I don't think crypto is something you want to miss out on. And this is something you guys have mentioned that you'd like for like to see with us. So we have put it together for you and we get started on June 8th. I'm going to be the facilitator and the leader of the of the class, but I, I'm bringing in experts from the crypto space that can make sure you know everything you need to know. You won't just be here from one or two people. You hear from several people. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Please have a good day and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out. I'll talk to you later. Peace.